episode 64. My name is Eliza Gelman, your host. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call. And if you don't know what that is, I'm sure you will by the end of the podcast. So today, I just wanted to start off by saying thank you to everyone who has been patient with the podcast as it grows, as we deliver more content, and um, just as we try and stay consistent with these episodes that we've been doing um, for over a year now. It's been awesome. And again, I urge and encourage you guys to head on to iTunes or to SoundCloud or wherever you're, excuse me, wherever you're listening to the podcast and subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff. Um, It really is the best way to grow the podcast and it's just to share it with either friends or family or even just going on clicking the subscribe button. You're not going to get emails. You're not going to, nothing like that. It doesn't um, like add anything to your phone. It just really helps me out. It helps the podcast out. So go on, click subscribe, click like, however you want to share this podcast. It doesn't always have to be a review or a comment or anything like that. Just hit five stars, hit subscribe. Um, any of those things are always so, so helpful. And I, I see it all coming in and I truly appreciate it. So from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you guys. And I'm so, so grateful. And with that today for episode 64, I wanted to, because I know next week we're going to be um, doing a giveaway with this awesome CBD company called um, HiVi. It's H-I-V-I. So if you're interested in CBD and you've been thinking about like trying some of the CBD products, these are really high quality. I've really been enjoying them. Um, they're sending over some like boxed packages for a giveaway and I'm pumped trying to figure out how exactly I'm going to put that together for you. But um, anyways, I think it'll have to do with liking, subscribing, sharing, all that good stuff, and then entering into a drawing to get a shit ton of awesome CBD products. And if you don't know what CBD is, it's um, it's a non-psychoactive, non-THC derivative of the cannabis plant. Wow, I think that's the most eloquent I've ever said that. So um, it's great for anxiety. It's great for sleep. It's great for uh, pain management. It, it's not going to get you high. It's not going to give you a hangover. It's it's you won't. It's more so you can tell if you don't take it, but you can't tell if you do take it. You just feel like a calm, peaceful, like level version of yourself. That's how I like to think of it. I use CBD, um, like this bomb, Lily Hill brand on my temples, my wrist, my chest, and my neck every night before I go to bed. And I, I can't really like tell if it does anything when I'm taking it, but I can always tell when I don't take it or rub it on myself, myself. Um, anyways, so we'll get into the podcast today. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about my, um, my morning routine as it has slightly shifted. And I like to always update you guys because I know how often I talk about the importance of having a solid structured morning routine. And I wanted to just update you guys on a couple of things that I have added slash taken away, uh, as well as what is on my grocery list for the holidays and for the winter season. And wanted to quickly touch on a little bit of not research, but, um, some shifts in mindset that I've had just based on like recent gut health or whatever issues I might be having, um, with bone broth and proper food combining. So 
we'll get into some of those basics. And I'm super excited for today's episode because I feel like this is kind of going back to the roots of how I used to deliver podcasts. It used to be a few different topics. um, And then I delved more deeply into one topic per episode, which I prefer. I feel like it's better to get more value out of like one specific topic. But I'm really excited for this one because it kind of lets me give you guys a lot of different value and hit a lot of different interest levels. So we'll get started with talking about um, bone broth. So bone broth is made simply by um, boiling down animal bones and it's got um, like a high fat content, but low calorie. It's, It's a great way to seal off your gut lining, help improve uh, digestive health, things like that. It is a non-plant-based product. Like, I mean, it's an animal-based product through and through. And I know that the uh, high-quality bone broths, no matter what, it's still, um, you know, it's sacrificing an animal. It's also, you can't always guarantee exactly where that animal is coming from, where it's eating. Um, But if you do find like a grass-fed and finished bone broth. If you do eat meat, um, if you're not vegan or vegetarian, then it wouldn't be a terrible idea. I know that there are a lot of brands out there who make different flavored bone broths, um, to help benefit with collagen production. It helps benefit gut health. So one thing that I've been struggling with lately is, and just to be, because in the nature of being completely transparent with you guys, I've always been transparent with you all. Um, It's been, I've had trouble with conference calls lately and they've still been consistent. They've been still bountiful and regular at the same time each day, but um, it's been not, it's not been as bountiful as it has been in the past. And I've been trying to kind of simplify my meals uh, to try and see maybe what types of foods are causing any type of inflammatory effect to my conference calls to see what's going on, to see maybe what I could be adding in, what I could be taking out. So I've been doing a lot of um, like high fiber soups, adding in some high quality, complete proteins like beans and rice. I've been removing things like garlic, like onions, like, I mean, I haven't done dairy, but I've also cut down my caffeine intake to only one cup of coffee per day, trying to make sure that I'm still getting enough sleep. making sure that I have plenty of electrolytes and antioxidants in my diet. So, you know, there are a lot of things that I have done and I haven't started consuming bone broth. I wanted to do a lot of research before I did. And, um, one thing that I have been considering bone broth for is just the potential of what's called SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Um, so bone broth has been known to help, kind of balance out and protect the lining of your gut so that if there is some type of leaky gut situation that is leading to other um, maybe inflammatory or disruptive issues that you have on your body, whether it be bad skin, nail, hairs, energy levels, um, whether it be like an overgrowth of yeast, yeast in your body, whether it be you have just a low functioning immune system, you know, there are a lot of different things that can... Um, uh, reveal themselves as as symptoms that are all connected to your gut health. So um, bone broth, high quality bone broth is one really great way that's been proven to really affect and 
um, seal off your gut lining to help prevent any of those things and kind of kind of cure. So, and again, this is not like medically based information from me, but there is medically based information out there. Um, so one thing that I've been looking at is it in, I know we talk about why am I not eloquent today? I think it's because I had like a cup and one eighth of a cup of coffee today. So I'm just fidgety. Also, there's just a lot on my mind. So full transparency. I'm aware that this is not truly eloquent, but you know me, you love me. So otherwise you could just turn it off but I doubt you will because it's good shit. So I know that we talk a lot about Ayurvedic medicine, proper food combining, um, overall whole food, um, whole wellness, naturopathic types of alternatives to um, modern medicine and things like that, which I do think is important, but just, you know, always trying to find the most natural way to um, fix what's going on in our system to really enhance our life and, and what have you. I've been doing a lot of research and I've actually found that in a lot of Asian cultures, um, and if you've done any research on this, you know that Asian cultures have um, a lot of longevity. They have longer lifespans in a lot of parts of, you know, in a lot of parts of Asia and different areas. They have a lot of plant-based diets, low in dairy, low in different things that cause inflammation and, um, aging effects. And so one thing that I did recognize is that in a lot of Asian, specifically Japanese cultures, they will end their meals with a cup of hot bone broth. And they do this not in the beginning of their meals, but in the end of their meals to basically seal off the gut lining. So I want you guys to picture something. Picture the Thanksgiving turkey, or if you've ever seen a pot roast, let's say you cooked a pot roast, um, or, or you've seen a pot roast cooked and you put it in the refrigerator. And then the next morning there's this kind of like jelly filmy casing around the liquid of the bones or of the meat. It does create, um, like the fat from the bones and the meat does create that gelatin like viscous texture. And that is what benefits your gut lining. So if you picture that type of viscous, mucousy type of um, texture and you picture drinking it, well, before it gets to that, you know, inside your gut, it will get to be that jelly viscous texture. But um, while you're drinking it, you want it to be more of a broth. You don't want it to get to that jelly texture quite yet. It can be a little oily, but you don't want it to get to that jelly texture. That's later. But basically, it's it's creating that gel casing around your gut lining to protect any type of leakage, basically. So it's sealing off the gut lining um, in your intestines to make sure that nothing is seeping out. It's basically, basically building up this protective shield to keep the good shit in and keep the bad shit out. So... That is one of the overall benefits of bone broth, and that's why they use it in so many Japanese cultures and Asian cultures at the end of their meals. And I just found that really beautiful and insightful. And do I, I know that it would mean me consuming animal products. And I mean, y'all know, I still eat fish once in a while. If I were in Italy and there was like some famous Michelin star restaurant and they served me short ribs, fuck yeah, I'd have some, I'd have a bite. But, you know, that's life, and I don't consume chicken. I don't eat massively processed foods ever. I don't eat processed meats 
ever. Like you won't ever find me eating a hot dog, but if there's an experience and there's a high quality meat and I want to try it and like I'm traveling the world, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm not totally vegan, but plant-based is my game and I, that's how I feel the best. But I do feel like in this, in this stage of my life, I recognize what shifts are happening in my body so high, with so much hyper awareness that I know something is different and something needs to change. So if I'm noticing this like slightly lower energy, um, different type of conference call shift inside of me, then I want to do something efficiently about it without taking medicine. Um, I also take a probiotic. I took a, a digestive enzymes a little bit. Maybe I could take those a little bit more to kind of help uh, break down food a little bit easier before it gets to my intestines. But at at the end of the day, I have been doing some research on bone broth. So um, if you have been thinking about it or if you're dealing with anything that um, I just talked about, then it might be something for you to look into. But don't just go buy shit bone broth. Look it up. It should be organic, grass-finished, and grass-fed. Make sure it says fed and finished, not just grass-fed or free-range because those words truly don't mean much. You want it to be from start to finish grass-fed. You want it to be organic, non-GMO. Um pasture raised if you can you know it's going to be expensive they're not it's not like you can buy one for like a couple bucks at the store that's going to be high quality otherwise I say just don't do it but um anyways that's that's my thought on that I know I have other podcasts talking about collagen and collagen products I don't think that we need to be going out sourcing um like vital proteins collagen peptides I, I don't think that that necessarily is um I think that's more just like brand recognition I think that that's more a matter of, I mean we won't get into that. But anyways, those are my thoughts on bone broth. That's why I've been contemplating it. I haven't done it yet, but I will keep you guys posted. And if I do decide to start consuming bone broth, then I want to give it a fair shot and I want to do it from high quality. Um, if anybody knows any amazing sources of high quality bone broth and, um, you know, I know I'm a little walking dichotomy here of being like this plant-based person, but you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And I don't think that any way of eating is perfect for anyone or for everyone. I think that there is a way, but I also think that you have to listen to your body and be astute and really observe the changes that are going on in your body. And if something needs to change, then something needs to change. If you're not properly fueling yourself um, on a plant-based diet, then yeah, so shit's going to go wrong. And so um, being aware, delving into what you're consuming, really maybe taking a food journal, um, simplifying your meals so that you can really understand what you're consuming is going to be your best bet. Um, let's go into the next topic, which is going to be a new morning routine. And this one, I think you guys are really going to be interested in. So I talk about morning routines on probably 80% of my podcasts. It's one of my favorite topics there. It's so important to, I think it is so important the way you start your day and the way that you end your day. Uh, so as of late, I have been, I mean, not counting the five days that I was just in Nantucket for my sister's wedding, long live the Kings. It was an amazing experience. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw, it was just absolutely stunning. Um, we went to Nantucket for Christmas stroll, had the most beautiful wedding in the whaling museum and, um, it couldn't have been better. And I'm just so fucking happy for those two go Tom and Alexa. Love you guys. So in that week, I was not great on my diet. I kind of ate a lot and I drank a lot, um, like 
from the t- time I woke up to the time I went to bed. It was just drink, drink, drink. But it was all celebratory and it's temporary and it was there for the moment and I loved it. But before we did go, um, I had been trying to cut off my eating at least an hour and a half to two hours before I went to bed. So typically that means 7 or 7.30 for me unless I'm coaching at night, which I only do once per week. In that case, I try to consume all my food before I start coaching. So I actually stop eating around um, around three o'clock on days like today. So it's a longer fasting window. However, on most days I do try and end around seven or 7.30 so that after I work out in the morning, I'll try and take Um, I'll try and work out around like 6 or 7 a.m. And then I won't eat until around 10. But on the days that I do work out, one thing that I have been adding into my diet and drink, um, I wake up, I have my, usually I'll have hot water with lemon and a little pinch of pink Himalayan sea salt, like I say. I'll have my 32 ounces of room temperature water. That's a non-negotiable for me. And with that, I told you guys, I do put a splash of pink Himalayan sea salt. And that's just a little pinch. Like you don't have to taste it in your water, but on the days where I have been doing two a days and full disclaimer, I am not prescribing anyone. I am not recommending this for anybody because it does have adverse effects sometimes, especially if you're on certain types of medication. I have been on the days where I do two a days. And so that means like an intense hot yoga class and then an intense high intensity interval training class or resistance training weightlifting session. So it's a lot of movement. And then I know my days are different than the average person where they are mostly sedentary. I am always on the move. I am moving, moving, moving. When I'm coaching, I'm picking up weights. Even if I'm not performing the entire class, it's still extreme activity. Um, moving around, demonstrating, making sure people have proper weights, things like that. It's a very active and engaging environment. So I'm on my feet all day long. And when I'm not working out physically or when I'm not working out, like in a designated time, I am working and moving and working out in a way. Um, but I, so I know that I shed a lot more sweat than the average person. If you are like that and you are exerting more stress or I mean not stress sweat if you are um losing a lot of electrolytes if you're chugging water all day long and you just still are running to the bathroom all the time you're peeing it all out you feel like you're still dehydrated you you know it's just not working efficiently for you. Yes, I always say add in a pinch of pink Himalayan sea salt, but on the days that I do two a days, which is my extreme days, which I'll do like two to three times per week, I have been adding one dash. And I mean, open it up, little holes on the tiny little shaker bottle, um, and I'll dash it one time into my huge thing of water of cream of tartar. I say tartar, I'm sure I sound like an asshole, tartar whatever. As a cream of tartar, it looks like baking soda, feels like baking soda, kind of tastes like baking soda. It's a chalky white powder. Um, You can find, I just ordered mine on Amazon Prime from Whole Foods, and it basically is a potassium supplement, if you will. It's really been known almost as a cleaning agent, kind of like baking soda. It's very similar to baking soda, um, but it adds a lot of potassium into your body. 
One reason why I have been doing this just on days where I've been doing two a days is to make sure that I'm replenishing those electrolytes because I know that lately, like I had been referencing earlier, my conference calls have not been on point. So I want to make sure my hydration is fucking on it. So if I can do anything to amp up the amount of electrolytes that I'm getting that I have been losing before, then I'm going to do it. So that is one thing that I've been adding into just, just my large 32 ounces ounces of water in the morning. It's one dash of cream of tartar. I'm not saying it's for everybody. If you have heart issues, if you have been, uh, if your doctor has told you that you have high potassium levels, typically people get enough potassium just throughout the day. You can get it from most whole foods, clearly like bananas, coconut water, avocados, things like that. But, um, so I'm not recommending this for anybody except for just letting you guys know that that's something that I've been adding in. Feel free to consult your doctor about it, but it is something that I've been adding in once in a while to, um, up my potassium. Cause that is one type of mineral that you lose a lot of when you sweat sweat. So I use my pink Himalayan sea salt for the chloride, sodium, uh, a little bit of magnesium. And then I'll use the concentrated cream of tartar for the potassium. But again, an overload of potassium can be not great and even toxic for your liver. That's why I really, really, really have only been doing it on days where I'm like doing an intense workout, fasting and sweating. So it is for those intense days. Um, but anyways, just wanted to let you guys know that that has been something that I've been adding in and we'll get on to the next topic, which is going to be, um, hello. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is going to be talking about grocery lists. So with it being fall, um, a lot of people are asking like what types of vegetables they should be eating. Here's, here's what I'll say first, no matter what, it is always good to mix up some variety. I know it's great. Like I, I preach about habit and I preach about consistency and things like that, but there still needs to be variety and you still need to be incorporating different colors and phytonutrients that come from a plant-based diet. So if you're doing a plant-based diet and you've been eating the same thing for a year, damn dude, you got to switch it up right now. This is it, it. You have to keep cycling through seasonal foods to make sure that your body is getting what it needs to stay one, to to stay grounded, to keep your fiber intake, um, varied to make sure you're getting different types of whole fibers, different types of, like I said, micronutrients from foods. Um, Some great things to add in over the winter that I've been adding in that I love. I add in a lot of bok choy over the winter. I don't have any in my fridge right this very moment, but it's something that I've been adding in in the past weeks and then I will be adding in. Oh my gosh. So I just ate a blender bomb with, um, shout out blender bombs. I just ate a blender bomb with a bunch of nut butter and honey after I ate soup, after I ate avocado toast. So you goes full and I keep belching and I'm so sorry. Um, super sexy, but where was I? Go- oh, bok choy. Um, bok choy. It looks like a little tiny sprouted. It almost looks like a tulip with a bunch of extra green leaves and it's great, super low carb, uh, high water, high fiber vegetable. You can cook them down and they get really soft and wilty. They come in these little bulbs and um, I like to just put mine in a nonstick pan, cover it on a medium heat for five to 10 minutes and they saute down. They're super soft and you do have to cut them in with a knife because it kind of like 
it gets a little pulley, but yeah, definitely add them into your stir fries. They're amazing. You just chop off the ends a little, um, so that all the leaves can break apart. You saute those down, add it into a stir fry. They're incredible. They do not have a lot of flavor. So they're great for if you have kids and you're trying to add in new root vegetables, you can do things like beets. You can do things like sweet potatoes. You can do things like Brussels sprouts, cabbage, broccoli, a lot of those cruciferous vegetables that are in season right now, um, some things like pumpkin that have a lot of high fiber, but they are higher in starch, less less um, water-dense vegetables. But some things that I really, really would be adding in are things like maybe making a cabbage stew, adding in some cabbage there. I used to, my mom used to make cabbage stew all the time and it was incredible. So if you have no sensitivity to onions or those um, types of like sulfuric vegetables, I don't always recommend eating them raw just because they do cause a little bit of, um, they can tend to cause a little bit of that stinky gas, diarrhea, not diarrhea, stinky gas, um, and burps. I mean, so just they're gaseous, they're sulfuric vegetables. So, um, I always recommend like adding those into a stir fry. It's amazing. So a bok choy, water chestnut, um, maybe a little bit of quinoa, some coconut amino acids, some, maybe some black beans so that you can get the complete protein other than just the quinoa. And then doing things, maybe add in some nightshades like peppers, mushrooms, bok choy, and saute down some broccoli. Um, I think it's a great way to do it. Kids love it. They don't have a ton of uh, of taste, so they're really adaptable. Um, Also, um, things like cauliflower. Roasting up some cauliflower with a little bit of curry powder or cumin and paprika and black pepper and turmeric, it is incredible. You just... To roast it all up, do it on a piece of parchment paper so that you're not using aluminum foil with metals touching your food. Then you can do a little bit of coconut oil, not too much because it's still a saturated fat. You still want to use it sparingly, but yeah, use it. Um, and then add in a little pink salt on top of it, dip it in some hummus and that shit's fire. You can put it over a bed of greens. Always amazing. Uh, cauliflower is another really great root vegetable. And yes, of course the cauliflower gnocchi from Trader Joe's is fantastic, but it's still the starch of that. So it's like an isolated, um, isolated form of that cauliflower so that you're not getting that full spectrum of fiber that the cauliflower does offer. So if you are eating it, it's definitely a great alternative if you're looking for like a lower calorie type of pasta gnocchi dish. But overall, you wanna still be adding in some greens to that. Um, again, making sure that you are varying your grocery list. Some things that I just had on my grocery list, I made a massive stew and it had black beans, a little bit of lentil pasta, vegetable broth, sweet potato, a can of organic crushed tomatoes. And I use just the entire whole tomato. It's just peeled. I do uh, sauteed mirepoix, which is just a combination of, um, I did do a little bit of onion, but I blended it and pulverized the shit out of it. So it's like just a a bisque basically. I did a little bit of carrot, celery, onion, and no garlic. I did, I didn't add any salt to it. I just added one bay leaf and a little bit of cumin and chili powder. So it was this awesome, huge, chunky stew, tons of vegetables. And at the very end, I sauteed down one entire bag of spinach. So you're still getting a ton of those greens. Um, a lot of that intact fiber still, I added in the spinach after I blended it up and pulsed it through. So it was just a little bit wilted. So it was still that full fiber intact spinach. It was awesome. Um, I've eaten so much of it over the past couple of days and I cannot stop. And I keep telling my roommates to eat some, they will not. Howard, where are you? Howard, would you like some soup? 
he says no. Maybe he'll say yes later. Um, he's looking out at the people that are painting our house, and I just bless him so hard right now that he hasn't been barking. Thank you so much, baby. You're so cute. Love you so much. Um, anyways, so that's what we have to talk about today, um, making sure that you are changing up your grocery list, making sure that you are trying to eat seasonally, um, cream of tartar, if tartar, tartar, I don't know. If you are like an extreme athlete, definitely consult your doctor first. I'm a human guinea pig. So I experiment on myself all the time. And I, I so far haven't noticed any adverse side effects. I've been doing it for a little while, but not, um, any crazy amounts. I literally just do one dash every couple of days, anytime I do a two a day. So this is really just kind of for people who either have like low potassium or for people who have insane workouts. But again, consult your doctor first. This is not Bible. This is just my experience. All right. Um, one last thing. If you have not already signed up for, hi Howard, if you have not already signed up for Project Momentum, make sure you do it now. Um, so it's on my website. I'm going to connect a, now Howard's crying. Come here. Come here, little doggy. Come here, little doggy. He can't jump because he has legs the size of chopsticks that are cut in half. Come here. You're tiny and cute, and I'm not editing this out because I love you. He's in the microphone. Um, but I'm going to put up a link to Project Momentum. I'm actually on Monday going to be doing another flash sale, so I want to let people know before. So I'm cutting it down again. Um, we had, like, an influx of people who got it on Cyber Monday. So I really fucked with that. And it's been consistent since then, which is great, but it's been, it was even better when we did cut it down. So I think I'm just going to do one more big boom and try and really amp it up. I'd love to get at least a hundred people going for this. Um, I'm going to be doing it again. If you want more information, I have it in a Instagram highlight. It's just called momentum. I also have more information on the Facebook page, the, um, Eliza G fitness hotter than health Instagram page. I also have a whole podcast on it from last week, but it's basically a four week plant-based introductory recipe guide where we're going to have an accountability group on Facebook. We have, you know, um, over 50 people signed up for it already, myself included, my family, uh, my roommates, people I don't know, people who go to my gym. It's going to be a super wide variety of people. And especially if you have kids, if you are feeling like you're eating, um, maybe not your best or feeling your best over the holidays, this is kind of just a good way to gain some of that healthy momentum and make sure that you are, you know, adding in some variety to your diet, adding in some plant-based meals. These are not Bible. You can add in whatever you want. You can modify whatever you want. If you don't like these, these are general guides. You're going to have grocery lists. It's basically to keep you organized and give you a base to work with. Um, you'll have grocery lists. You'll have some PDFs that will help you navigate through what you can buy organic, what you don't need organic, a little bit more information on like some staples to have plant-based in your kitchen to create that broad spectrum of, um, healthy nutrient dense foods to have in your house. And by the end of the month, I am just so excited to see how people are feeling to check in with everybody. I can't wait to see how I'm feeling with my roommates. These are foods that I eat all the time. Um, 
and a lot of you guys probably do but even if you're just trying to mix it up it's a super inexpensive guide right now it's 79 on Monday it will be 59 so tell your friends if you have friends that are out of town that want to be held accountable this is it this is that chance um, we're gonna start January 1st you will get all the materials that you need before then and I am just so excited so make sure you check out the link in there still doing some personal consultations um, for nutrition meal guides and happy happy to talk with you guys um, you can always book on my website and also be on the lookout for a giveaway that we're doing next week with high vi high v h i v i check them out on instagram they're great they have a really cool aesthetic and i really think you guys will enjoy it thank you guys so much for listening this is episode 64 of the hotter than health podcast make sure you check